0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more, recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only Coach Michelle. Our own unique stories make the message we try to send more concrete, and we hope that it makes it relatable and enjoyable to listen to us have a conversation on each week's topic. It's not that we think our stories are important. Quite frankly, we think it's the opposite. But our hope is that by sharing our stories, we hope to encourage and inspire and to think a little differently and be motivated to take an action. In this week's episode, Coach Michelle and I sat down to talk about our biggest mistakes and failures and how those have allowed us to grow individually and professionally. We hope you enjoy our conversation. Listeners, if you can be so kind to leave us a review on iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate that. It does help in spreading the word about our little podcast. Thank you for listening as always. Let's get this started. When we're working with athletes, we have several things that we really put a strong emphasis on. One of the things that we talk about often is mistakes, how mistakes are good lessons, mistakes are failures, uh, are good lessons. And today what we want to do is we want to put that into our stories, right? So then they can see that this is not just like a a concept that we talk about, but this is really a, a life lessons that we've kind of learned as we went along in our life and how we can, how I want them to be able to see or even just a regular listener to see how we've kind of navigated through our mistakes and our failures. And I think adults are going to find our mistakes and failures more interesting than anything else. And what we've learned from it, how we've come out of it on the other side. Because I think in general, people are afraid to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also start to see as I work more with kids, how lack of failure, lack of mistake can lead to to not so great path. So the thing that I think about is like, you know, when I hear about kids grades nowadays, it's incredible. Everybody's getting A pluses and A minuses. And I was that student that wrote C's and B's. Partially because I didn't speak English, right? But partially because I'm just not that smart. Like, let's be real, like I'm really not that smart. So I've always struggled academically and i've gotten those hard grades and every time it was a gut check like my parents expected me to get better grades it's like it's a typical asian culture thing like Mm -hmm. they they want their kids to be really successful like straight a is like the expectation and i was definitely the kid who didn't who wasn't able to do that um but i see these kids grades like even in even my daughter like she's getting straight a's and she's still getting frustrated that she's not getting above 100 i'm like what what are you talking about? Grade?
1: What's above a <laughs> hundred?
0: <laughs> that didn't exist. Um, and so we want to talk about like how, not necessarily like I don't want kids to strive to get B's and C's, but how if you end up with that kind of grade, how that can teach you a lesson and how that can lead you to a success in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess this is a good starting point, and I'll give you even more of a worse prime example of my mistake later down the road. But one of like the lighter side of the story that I can think about in regards to mistake is like and, and, and I think it's relatable to grades. And maybe some listeners, you guys, you weren't a great student in school uh, in college. First semester of freshman year, <laughs> I know that's usually like a not good spot, right? Like <laughs> right. Everybody goes in like, yeah, bro, I'm ready to party, man. <laughs> right, that kind of attitude. I went to Salisbury, Maryland, Salisbury University, Maryland. Uh, if you are not familiar with the, where that is, that's about 45 minutes away from Ocean City, Maryland. And I didn't know like the surfer culture existed. My I had two roommates and they happen to be cousins with each other oh boy. I know I was I, was, I lived <laughs> in a triple which was there was only one triple on the floor and I got randomly assigned to this room with two cousins both of them were surfers and it was just like a, it's, it was a culture shock like I came from New York you know like kind of you know surrounded by like tough neighborhoods you know and then um, and all of a sudden I'm thrown into this uh, yeah bro culture <laughs> and I was like wow. I don't know anyways um like I said I'm not very academically gifted so it takes and and then part of it is cultural because it Cory always makes always makes fun of me because it takes me about five times longer to read a page of a book than it would her um and so you know academically I took a psychology class my first semester freshman year I just had zero interest in psychology, which is kind of interesting. Cause that's the kind of stuff that we talk about now. And that's the stuff that I dig right then, you know, in, 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 my current life. Um, but I <laughs> ended up with a D in that class. Oh. And if you know, like how college GPA works, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. one D can really drag your GPA down, right? And so, at the end of the first semester, I think I had a GPA that was like two point something.
1: This, <laughs> this sounds a little familiar.
0: Does, does it, it?
1: It does. It does. Yeah. Really? taking me back. Oh. You,
0: <laughs> wait, you had a similar story to this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. I was a little opposite. Came from rural Danville and went to St. Joe's in Philly. So that was a culture shock kind of in the reverse. I was now in a city, which I wasn't used to at all, with all kids who went to prep schools and just had this whole different lifestyle that I was used to. And uh, yeah, Uh, mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm talking about someone else, not myself, but I know (laughs) all about GPAs not being great that freshman year. Well, you know, (laughs) it happens. (laughs)
0: But the question is, did you dig, did you have to dig yourself out of the hole the rest of the college years? Mm -hmm. Right. So to me, that was such like a a wake up call. Right. It's like if you don't take this seriously, you're going to fail out of college. Right. And, you know, it was a tough decision for my family anyways, because my family was leaving to go back to Japan at the time and they were debating whether to take me back with them or for me to just stay in college and I insisted that I wanted to stay in United States so the, but my action didn't really say that like my GPA <laughs> didn't reflect what I was saying because <laughs> I clearly I didn't take academics seriously or seriously enough so I had to like sit down and be like all right what do I need to do to get me sa- get myself out of this mess because obviously I did it to myself and I need to learn some skills to be able to be better Mm -hmm. right and I had to do some serious self-reflections and self-discovery to kind of figure out how to you know get out of that hole
1: what did you have to do (laughs) well a lot of focus uh, lots and lots of focus, and I think you know when you when you're a freshman like that, it is. It's exciting to be in a new place. You're out in the world for the first time, discovering things. You have to learn. So you know, just like the whole topic of this podcast, that you know you 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 learn the hard way. That okay, you know you're here, and you want you want it all. You want it all, and you want it right now. You want to experience that independence. You want to meet new people. You want to do fun things. Who wants to go to class, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you know that had to just kind of slow down, and you know you could still have those fun independent experiences, but just not while you needed to do schoolwork. And, and college is
0: like really fresh in our memory, right? It was just like two or three years ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. was so recent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, but I do wonder, like nowadays, you know, kids are in high school, are so getting used to these high grades. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely higher than what the average probably GPA was when we were in school. Is my guess. I I'm not sure what the statistic is uh, nationwide, but that would be my guess. And going from that to like college college situation, where I don't think that has changed much, I'm guessing, as far as grading goes, because it reflects, it transfers over to your future, right? Mm -hmm. It transfers over to your job. And uh, I just wonder, are they capable of accepting Bs, even Bs, when they're used to getting A's all the time? Mm -hmm. And if they do end up seeing that on the transcript, what kind of reactions would they have? And do they have the skills to be able to handle that? Right. Um, this is why I think even from early on, making a mistake or failing at something is so vital to know how to handle these kind of tough situations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I think that concept is out there. And I think people can be like, yeah, I agree with that. So give us a prime example. Like what are some of the hardest mistakes or, you know, hardest times you face because of a mistake? And what kind of failures have you had to overcome? Uh, to be able to you know to be better at the end of the day do you have any examples dukes
1: <laughs> well when i was thinking about this podcast today i was thinking more from the fitness world mm. and i was thinking nutritionally what i did a few mm. ye- well i don't know a while ago um so uh, hopefully it's okay if i go down this path but go same ahead no, thing. i think I that's mean, a great you, you idea you really do have to to learn from this kind of thing too I fell into a little bit of the trap that we talked about a few podcasts ago where I counted calories. And it was too little, especially for the amount of activity that I was doing at the time. I was really building up my strength in the gym. I was doing lots of uh, yeah, cardio classes, all sorts of things like that, and not eating enough. And I wasn't eating well enough either. And I started to have a lot of physical. So it was healthier for me because I was losing weight and getting to a healthier weight. However, I got to a point where the uh, nutritionally, I was just deficient and was starting to really see a lot of those things. I was even losing hair crazy. My skin was weird. Uh, So, but along the way, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a coach at the time, thankfully, you know, but you would tell friends even like, oh, they would say, what are you doing? What, you know, how are you losing this weight? And I would tell them what I was doing. And when I, once I realized how unhealthy that was, I would think about the people that I told. That was really, so my mistake was kind of twofold that I wasn't doing something that was truly healthy for myself, but then also telling other people about it too, hoping that they didn't follow that same path that I did then. Uh, So that was a hard lesson. And again, the one thing we always talk about is sustainability. It wasn't sustainable. So, you know, once I realized that it wasn't healthy, I learned the hard way and then you have to develop a whole new program from there so I would say that was one of my big, biggest mistakes like you know from a fitness nutrition perspective was right. really and then you have to really kind of reel yourself back in figure out what's healthy for you what's still going to work what's still going to make you feel good um, but what's a better plan
0: right and how does that experience translate to what you do now like how does it help you to you know when you're working with your clients when you're coaching Do you ever pull from that experience to give certain advice or refrain from giving certain advice to your clients?
1: Absolutely. All the time. Yes, that is. That's so true. I I find with my clients all the time I can pull from all of those things, whether, you know, it's, you know, if I've had an injury or, um, you know, a tightness, something like that, how to work something out or or nutritionally. I I, so many people when they come to the gym really want to jump right into, Okay, I want it all. I want it now. I want to feel good. I'm ready to make this change and and so I can I can pull from that experience and let them know that you know this doesn't last. This isn't healthy for you. You need to find what works for you. We can help you along the way. We can make suggestions. We can help you to make changes if things aren't working, but l- don't do this.
0: <laughs> right. And it's it's interesting, right? Like in the moment when you're going through a consequence as a result of your mistake or failure, you may not understand why this is happening to you? Like, for example, you know, if you're a young puppy and you're in love and puppy love, and then you break up with your significant other, you're heartbroken mm-hmm. and you start to wonder why, and you start writing love songs, and really <laughs> or a broken heart song, <laughs> and uh, you just don't really have the ways to understand or see through why you're going through this. But later down the road, five, ten years later. And you meet your soulmate and then you look back at that relationship and you can say, oh, wow, I learned a lot about myself through that relationship. What I'm not looking for, what I am looking for, who I am and who I want to be in a relationship, uh, what's important and all that kind of stuff. So regardless of what you're going through right now, and I think this is relatable to anybody maybe that's going through a tough situation, even if you don't see or understand why. You're going through something later down the road. It's like a, it's like a map, mm-hmm. right? Like you just never know where this is that's leading you to where your destiny is. But it's just part of the journey. Like we keep coming back to this idea of being a journey. But yes. whatever you're going through, it's just part of life and everything will eventually fall into place. I can't say that everything will be OK because certain things might not be. Right. But I think it just falls into place where it's supposed to be.
1: Right. I have a friend who always says when something, you know, really tough happens in your life or maybe it doesn't go the way that you wanted it to, she always says, Well, it's a life lesson. And I have totally stolen that from her. Mm-hmm. And I, I apply that to my kids, to things that happen here, just everything in life. Yes, it's a life lesson. So learn from it, grow, see what you can do better. And and absolutely you need to make those mistakes or have those failures and it's really important too to be able to listen then also to what other people have to say when something doesn't go well maybe somebody can you know say yeah well that's why I would tell you this or that or you know same thing at the gym this is why we coach this way or this is why we do things that way so you know and you know, it's it's not gonna happen quickly, or you might be on the, not on the same exact path as somebody else. We'll get you where you want to be, or close to it, uh, but you just have to follow this path.
0: That's right. You ready for my biggest mistake? I am. I don't know if I ever told you this.
1: Uh-oh, okay.
0: But um, in 2012, mm-hmm. I got fired from a job.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that.
0: So I was working in California, Uh, at a boarding school for overweight kids okay and this was an ongoing process i started out after graduating from college from salisbury in 2010 i graduated early hoping that i have a head start on job hunt Um, my situation was that i needed uh, a job with a visa sponsorship because that's what it required me for me to stay in the country nobody that i inquired of you know, getting a job from was able to offer that. So basically what this is, and I'm going to try to break down as simply as I can. If an American candidate and I sit down for an interview, right? And we interview for the same position Mm -hmm. right off the bat, there's a price tag to my name because visa sponsorship costs company money. Okay. So when I have to really stand out for them to say he is worth that money, I think legally they can't discriminate against that, but you know that that happens. Mm-hmm. I've gotten I've gone to an interview and people have said to me like we love you, we want to hire you, but we just can't we don't have it in us to sponsor your visa. Um you know, I didn't get bitter about that. Like I totally understand. Like as a business owner now, I understand that too. Like mm-hmm. that's financially that's challenging. I get that. Um, but so I really was struggling to find a job. So I came across this job, a summer job of working, and this was a summer camp. I can't mention the company's name, but I don't think they're also in existence anymore. But um, they basically specialize in work, working with overweight and obese teens okay. and younger kids. And I inquired, and I noticed that they have an academy in North Carolina and California. So I said, is there a possibility of landing a full-time job after the summer and potentially having my visa sponsored and they talked internally and they said yes if you do a great job in the summer we will love to bring you on board as a full-time staff i was like all right great nice that's kind of the stuff that fuels me right like if there's a goal and i want to achieve it like i'm going to work ridiculously hard and i also knew i loved working with kids like when I sit down and think about what am I really most passionate about, it's working with kids, period, you know, mm-hmm. and everything else is just a vehicle that I used to be able to have that opportunity to work with kids. And I don't want to make sure I deliver the right content and I, you know, I'm sure I'm giving them the right advice and I'm always, you know, in touch with those kind of things. But anyways, I got that job over the summer and I got hired full time at the academy and I had to fight. Them to sponsor my visa, and that's another story in itself. But long story short, what happened was I worked a year in North Carolina, uh, I worked another summer in Pennsylvania. I was actually in Scranton.
1: Oh, wow! Okay, and I didn't
0: even know that like Scranton existed. Marywood University was a campus that they used over the summer to run the camp, okay? So I know that campus pretty well. <laughs> um, but so I went to Pennsylvania to work the summer camp and then North Carolina to work the year. And then I got, um, I moved over to California because my best friend Crystal was working in California. So I was working in California at this boarding school. A new director took over the campus and he changed everything. Hmm. He decided that the school portion of the academy was going to go all cyber instead of in-person instructions to cut the cost okay and there are many changes that he made the kids just were not happy with but all had to do with budget cuts so I saw it from both ends I was working with the kids on the weekends every second of the weekend and I kept getting emails and information about what they were doing and basically all it came down to was budget cut Mm. and young And naive as I was working with the kids, I get, you know, I got I I started to get angry because I was like, we're here for the kids. How do we just take things away because we need to save the budget? Like, that's not fair to the kids at all. So to a point where we had two kids hospitalized because of a suicide ideation, a lot of kids stopped eating or just like mentally depressed, anxiety, that kind of stuff, just sadness Um, going through. In the midst of all this, the director sends out a company-wide email uh, to campus staff saying, thank you for a smooth transition. Kids are as happy as they've ever been. This is great. This is a great start to whatever change that they're trying to incorporate, blah, 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 blah. basically celebrating himself for the success that he's bringing to the academy. Gotcha. So you know what I did? Oh, boy. I replied all to that email. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I replied all, basically saying, how can we celebrate when there are two kids currently hospitalized for suicide ideations and so many kids that's just depressed and not happy with the direction the academy is going? How can you, as a leader, be satisfied with that? So what happened? I got fired. (laughs) Wow. But, you know, still to this day, morally, did I have the right intentions? I think I did.
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't see that as a mistake at all. I see that really as like the beginning of you and who you are. Yeah, but it's a mistake
0: because then I was not able to work with those kids anymore.
1: Well, true.
0: I removed myself from that situation via that email. So, and I also could have responded in a different way, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't because of the frustration, anger, and all these things that was built up. It was an emotional emotional reaction, not a response, going back to the last podcast. Okay. And so, you know, I look at it as, you know, I could have handled that situation differently. Also, there's another piece to this, which is I basically jeopardized my um, status in the country because I got fired Mm -hmm. so basically from the day and now that like I can talk about this now I would have been a little bit nervous to talk about a couple months ago or even a week ago at this point um I put myself as a legal immigrant in this country from that moment that I got fired until I legally started grad school which was uh I think it was March that or no March or May April, May, around there, March, March, May area till September of that year, I was technically a legal immigrant. Okay. So I jeopardized my status in this country as well as I took myself away from the working with, you know, having that opportunity to work with those kids by responding to that email in such a way,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that my perspective on the situation was wrong, but you know, I had, I needed to remember that, like, that was my perspective, right? Like, and I know a lot of program coaches like Crystal, my best friend, Crystal, we all felt the same way. So I think that was the part of the reason why I did that reply all, but looking back at it, I mean, I could have totally handled it differently. Right. So what I've learned is, and (laughs) nowadays I am super careful in my email responses. Um, you know, as, as we operated the studios, we've countered some issues, you know, some of them were on the newspaper, you mm-hmm. know, where we and where I was accused of being a racist through a song choice that we made. And when that conversation came about from the dance parent, you know, I was very careful in my response and I wanted to make sure that like, you know, there was no like I was I was frustrated. I was like, what do you that's basically that wasn't my intention, and we won't get into the details of that. But like, I felt like I was being misunderstood, right. and I wanted to explain that so deeply. But I also, at, at the same time, I just kind of like it took st- took a step back, and I consulted with you, consulted with Robin, and just kind of say like, how how can we appropriately address this and make sure that like we can explain ourselves, but we don't dig ourselves into further trouble. Right because of the mistake in the past i you know i've learned just you know to be really careful with your words and how you handle situations because it could get worse mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so
1: but it helped you i mean it helped you to grow doing that i mean sure you put yourself in jeopardy and sure you see that as something that you wish you had handled in a different way but moving forward you you learned that lesson so so that's good
0: absolutely i mean you know I I look at my journey, right? And it's kind of been everywhere um, in many directions. And I think a lot of people can say this. Nothing really lines up in a straight line. Never. But without that experience, certain things wouldn't have happened.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Without that experience, I don't know that if I'd be here today. Right. You know, Um, and there were some heartaches there in that story that just like, I still remember exactly how I felt or where I was, that kind of thing. Um, But it was also the moment that I kind of promised myself, I said, look, I'm never not going to put kids first when I have the privilege and the opportunity to work with kids, Mm -hmm. period. There's no sacrifice that can be involved in that, you know, like you need to be looking out for the best interest for the kids. It doesn't mean that we're going to give them whatever they want. It means that, I always keep what is best for them in mind whenever when I'm whenever I'm making a decision that involves them. Right. Right. So even if it costs more to make sure if we do the right thing, we're gonna pay that extra money to make sure we do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Right. That was, you know, like we sometimes we learn from people who do wrong things. Very true. Right. Of what not to do. Yes. It's not always you learn from people who are awesome. Sometimes you learn from the villains mm-hmm. of what not to do. Right. And you try to apply that and keep that and keep that in mind as to what not to do in the future. Right. Sometimes you that's don't that's even
1: know thing. that you disagree with something until it comes into your life. And then you realize, like, this is so not right. This is something that I've never even considered before. But I know now that this is my passion and this is what I feel strongly about. This is what I need to support and how I need to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: <laughs> I think I
0: talked really passionately for about like the n- last 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> you did. <laughs> I learned so much about you through this too.
0: Yeah. I and then again, again, this is another podcast where I do 80% of the talking. Dupes, that's 20% <laughs> of the talking.
1: I'm here. I'm here for moral support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I apologize to the listeners who are sick and tired of listening to my voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Um, anything else you want to add, Dupes,
1: at the end? No, I just, as always, you know, you just have to learn from from what you do. Keep that growth always as a goal. You're going to grow from everything that you do, everything that you learn. And, uh, and yeah, just keep moving forward.
0: I think, you know, it's part of it is like more, and I, I always come back to this point of the more you go through similar things, the quicker you're able to start to pivot. Mm-hmm. And I think initial couple mistakes or failures, it's going to take a longer time to recover and that's expected I think like relationships are the same way in a way you know like when you break up with somebody that you dated for like two months um, after a while it's just like whatever right Right. but then the first breakup like you see your kids go through and it's just like oh man like you can feel for them oh, because how much yes. heart- heartbroken they are mm-hmm. you know um, but then <laughs> you as an adult look at like you're, gonna, you're not going to even remember this five <laughs> right? years from now you know you'll
1: have to look that person up in the yearbook say like, who's that <laughs> Yeah.
0: has crazy hair oh wait that's that's dubes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> maybe we should
0: do <laughs> we should show a picture of you from high school and yeah. just use it as an album cover
1: for this podcast no, what do you no. Think? we don't want people to be jealous or anything you know <laughs> although when that look comes back I'm rocking it I am rocking the big bangs so it's so easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Some days i rock it and i'm not even trying.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs> but even in those failed relationships, we learn how to be better. We learn a lot about ourselves, about other people, what we're looking for, so life lessons.
0: Yeah. And so like, you know, learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid to make fail and you know, mistakes and failures. That's just not a concept that we talk about. It's something that we've tried to apply through our lives. And, you know, I think it's important to know that we're not always perfect. Um, You know, sometimes we go through those phases of anger and frustration and, you know, all that negative emotions that comes with it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we may even vocalize it. But at the end of the day, when everything is calm again. You know What we try to strive for is using that as a life lesson to try to get better, to be better version of ourselves. And that's the area that we want to promote and we want you to try to inspire to be better at.
1: Right, keep that self-talk up too. Uh, You know, a lot of times when we make mistakes, the first thing we do is go into our heads and, oh, I'm a failure, oh, I should never try that again, or oh, I should never do that, I'm not a this, I'm not a that, I can't do this, I can't do that let that go Mm -hmm. you know keep that that positive self talk in there if you make a mistake you make a mistake we all do you're not going to meet anybody who hasn't made a mistake doesn't have regrets uh, and and that's how you learn so just just keep being kind to yourself too and know that it's all part of your journey
0: absolutely well this is another great podcast thanks for joining me we'll see you next week
1: bye everyone